Good evening. Uh, our message this evening will be looking uh, predominantly in the New Testament. Um, if you turn to the book of Matthew, this is where we'll begin. Um, but I want to uh, begin with a bit of a, an explanation of what tonight's message will be. And um, I want to look tonight at an, an overview of the Christian life. What the Christian life should look like. Um, and I want, to, I want to look at some questions regarding what, what does a good Christian life look like? Or how can you tell if someone, or even if yourself, uh, is doing all that the Christian life involves? And definitely a healthy uh, Christian life, being a healthy Christian is some, somebody we should all want to be someone who is completely following what God wants. But does that mean that you have to go through specific steps, reach certain goals, and, and be a certain somebody before you are being a Christian that completely fulfills what God wants, that completely um, encapsulates a Christian, a good Christian? want to look tonight at this uh, question um, and some a, a bit of an overview and summary of the Christian life. So let's pray and we'll begin. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to look into your word this evening. And Lord, we pray that as we do so, that you would uh, open our eyes to what you have uh, written down for us, what you have given us to learn. We pray that you'd Help us to um, understand, Lord, what you would have us to take away and um, some uh, areas in which we can um, uh, grow and learn uh, from the message this evening. We pray that you would speak to each of our hearts, Lord, in Christ's name. Amen. So the, the Christian life can be described from different as- aspects different angles, um, and there are, depending on the aspect that one takes, you can look at uh, different main ingredients, I suppose, of, of a wholehearted Christianity. If we look at um, the church and what is the purpose of the church, we might, um, we might look at, at some of the key elements being the church is there to glorify God and to provide an opportunity to minister uh, one to another, so that we can be what God wants, so that we can be equipped for reaching the lost, and so that we can be growing in Christ likeness. Those are some of the main elements of of the church. Whereas, if we look at it from an individual point of view, we can look at it as first we are saved, then we identify with Christ through baptism, then um, we become uh, part of the church. We, we're involved in the ministry. We use the spiritual gifts that God has given us to serve. Um, and we're willing to, willing to both be a witness and to, uh, as, as we learned in the beginning um, of, of this year, about uh, sharing in the sufferings as well of Christ. Um, those are some of, 
some of what we would look at if, if we looked at the individual Christian life. Um, when, it, when it comes to um, the aspect of us being related to God, being God's children, we, we look at the importance um, of the Christian uh, walk as a relationship to God. That, that must be the focus of, of our Christian life, our relationship to God and becoming like Christ. Uh, and and then, then we look at when Christ was asked, what's the greatest commandment in the law? And he answered, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy strength, with all thy might, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two laws hang all uh, the law and the prophets. And so we see many different angles at which we can ask ourselves, what is the most important thing? What should we be focused on? Um, there are so many commands, so many key elements of the Christian life. What, what should be our priority? What, what is the main thing? Uh, when it comes to this question, we must uh, understand, first of all, that um, there are many, many specific aspects of, of the Christian life that as we walk with the Lord and as we spend time with Him, He will, on a daily basis, if we're, if we're daily in the Word, He will be daily uh, bringing um, challenges for us personally, things to work on specifically, and uh, as, as God daily brings up those um, areas to work on, we need to be daily working on those specific things. But while, while there are all, always specifics, it's good also to have an overview, a summary of the Christian life. So I want to look this evening at some, some of the um, main ele- elements of the Christian life. We'll, we'll look at glorifying God, at our relationship with God, at becoming like Christ and at uh, uh, soul winning, um, winning souls. And these, these are not the only important things, but whereas other, other important things God has given them as means to an end, these are the ends. And we'll begin with... Um, the, the first of these um, main goals that the Lord has for us, and that is to glorify Him. So if you look in Matthew chapter 5, uh, verse, we'll be looking in verse number uh, 16. And we'll look first at what is, what is involved in bringing glory to God. Uh, obviously, uh, there's uh, an element of Ourselves praising and honouring and, and um, thanking the Lord, uh, and that we'll look at in in our relationship with God. But first off, in in bringing glory to God, how can we point people to God? Because that's that's how we bring glory to Him. We point people to God, and when people have their focus on God and who He is, they'll naturally glorify Him. So first off. First of all, let's look in Matthew chapter 5. Let's look in verse 16. And it says here, Let your light so shine before men 
that they may see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. And the first element of, um, of bringing glory to God is our testimony. As we are walking in uh, line with God's word, in obedience to God, that, um, that will be a reflection on God and it will point people to God uh, to bring glory to him. Um, and similarly, uh, we have, um, as, as we uh, do what, what he has uh, revealed in his word, as we are following in uh, righteousness, also obedience. We know that um, obedience is also a part of, of bringing glory to God as, as we obey him. And, and secondly, let's look in, uh, in the book of Matthew chapter 9 and an, another aspect of bringing glory to God. Matthew chapter 9 and verse 8. Matthew chapter 9 and verse 8 reads, But when the multitudes saw it, they marveled and glorified God, which had given such power unto men. And the context of this is uh, one of Christ's miracles, where he had uh, healed a man who was sick of the palsy. And the response of people who saw this miracle was that they glorified God. And it says, who, who had given such power unto men. And the second element of glorifying God, bringing glory to God, is as we serve God and as people see God working through us, that points to God as well. And being, being used of God in, in serving Him will bring glory to Him. So not only in our testimony of obeying God's Word and, and living uprightly, but also in serving God we can bring glory to him as we point people to our God. And um, if, if you look in, uh, in the book of uh, Acts and uh, chapter 21, Acts and chapter 21, verse number 20, um, not only as we, as we are used of God and as God works through us, do men see um, those those works of God and glorify Him? But also, um, as we uh, remind ourselves of the works of God, as we uh, share share what God has done in our lives, one with another, that points to Him as well. In Acts chapter twenty-one and verse twenty, Paul uh, Paul is just uh, reporting back after. Um, his missions trip, and, and it says here, and when they heard it, they glorified the Lord. And we'll just look at that part of the verse because that's the relevant um, part to, to this point. As, as Paul shared what God had done, and as the believers uh, heard about all, all of these great blessings, it, it encouraged them to praise the Lord because they saw what God had done. And and that, that's another aspect of, of God working through us, that we can share with one another our blessings, what God has done in our lives, and that brings glory to Him. Uh, in, in John and chapter 14, and we'll look uh, at, at a, another 
another part of, of what brings glory to God. John in chapter 14, in the book of John chapter 14, verse number 13, we find uh, that also answered prayer brings glory to God. John chapter 14, verse number 13, it reads, And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Because as we pray, and as God answers our prayer, and as we see those answers, that, that brings glory to God. As we see God's goodness and God's power displayed uh, in answer to prayer, that brings glory to the Lord. And, um, and it follows on from, from the point of, of sharing blessings one with another. As we, uh, as we see God's hand at work, we are moved to glorify the Lord. And so these are, these are some of the aspects, and, and there are others, um, like the aspect of stewardship, where we read in 1 Corinthians um, uh, and uh, about our body being the temple of the Lord. Paul writes, um, Ye are not your own, for ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and your spirit, which are God's. And we certainly can by our use of our body and by what, what is, is the condition of our spirit, we can glorify God. And, and these are just some aspects of, of this key point of bringing glory to God. This is one of the main, uh, main goals, one of the main parts of God's will for us on earth is to bring glory to God. And as, as we think of... Um, the beginning, and God, God created man. In the book of Revelation, it tells us that uh, God created all things for His glory. And, and originally, man was created to bring glory to God. And as as we are saved and become God's children, we have the opportunity to bring glory to God. And then in heaven, so from the beginning, God's purpose at the beginning in creation, all the way to heaven in eternity to come. That will be one of the main parts of, of heaven, is bringing glory to God, praising the Lord for what he has done. And so this is one of the main aspects now as well, of, of God's will for us is to glorify him. And, uh, and it will be, it will be an element of, of eternal life to come. But if we look at the next of, of our uh, main, main goals this evening, and we look at our relationship. So the, the four categories that pretty much every, every part of God's will can be summarized into, is we've looked at bringing glory to God. Now we'll look at our relationship with him. And our relationship with God is something that, again, God instituted at the beginning. Um, In the book of Genesis, we note that uh, Adam and Eve had a relationship with God. God um, came down uh, to speak with them in the garden. And and that was part of their relationship with him. Now, if we think about that, it it wasn't that Adam and Eve 
sought to, to have a relationship with God. And they were the ones who took the initiative and reached out and befriended God. And it, it wasn't that way around at all. It was God who created man not only to bring glory to him, but to have a relationship with him, to be able to fellowship with our creator. And our relationship with God is something that once we become his children, we are brought back to him. Sin is what separates us from God. And when, when our sin, uh, when the payment for our sin, we accept that, we are brought back to be God's children and then we can begin that relationship with God that he desires. And our relationship with God is another key aspect of the Christian life and what we should be focused on. And we'll look, uh, first of all, um, in, uh, in at what, what is part of our relationship with God. Um, we note that uh, we need to speak with him and we need to uh, have him speak to us. And if we, if we look in much of this was in our uh, message this morning and, and that was a blessing to, to hear that of, of God's word being uh, sufficient for us and, and God speaking through his word. And, and if we look in um, the book of Psalms in chapter 1 and we'll look in verses uh, 1 to 3, Psalm chapter 1, verses 1 to 3. And we note, note um, an aspect of, of God's word uh, in, our, in our lives. It says here, Psalm 1, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scorner, of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. And God's word is what sustains our Christian life. And God's word is the means by which he speaks to us. We, we call it God's word because it is the literal words that God wants to share with us as, as mankind. It's what he, is what he wants to communicate to us. And as we read it, God uses that to speak to us, to challenge our hearts and to guide us. And as in our relationship... A relationship is, uh, is about spending time so you can stay close to someone. And in our relationship with God, we need to make sure that we spend time with God so that we can be close to Him. And in, in my reading in the, the past couple of weeks, I was reading a book uh, and uh, a quote was given where a man of God said, God, God speaks to me through His Word and I speak to him when I pray, and it's much better off when he does most of the speaking. <laughs> and I thought that was a very good quote. And it is, um, it is very vital to our relationship with God that we listen to him and that we allow him to speak to us and, 
and to uh, draw us closer to him. But also, uh, as that brings up the aspect of prayer, prayer is how we communicate back to God, how we share with him our troubles, how we praise him, how we thank him, how we uh, seek for guidance as well, uh, and many other um, wonderful aspects of, of the privilege of prayer. We can speak uh, to God, and, and this is part of our walk with the Lord, our relationship with him, that we speak to him and he speaks to us. But also, um, if we look in uh, the book of John, and uh, if we look in chapter 13, and we spoke um, at the beginning about Christ uh, giving the first and, and second greatest commandments, that, and that being that we love God and that we love uh, others. Um, love, love for the Lord is a key element of, of our walk with him. As we hear from him, as we speak to him, uh, a love of God should be growing. Um, and, and this flows on uh, beyond, beyond a love for God. As we uh, love him, it should flow on to a love for others. And it says in John chapter 13... In verses 34 to 35, it says, A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another, as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. And this is another important aspect of our relationship with God and the aspect of, of loving God. And as we, as we see God in his word, we come to understand not only how great he is and how powerful and uh, all that he can do, but how good he is and how loving and caring he is to us. And that generates in us a love for him. As, as we uh, read God's word, uh, it's not only to hear from him, it's also to build in us a love for him. And, and we should be seeking to learn about God as we, as we read his word. Um, our, our relationship with God uh, not only includes these things, but um, as we, uh, if we look over in John 14, um, John chapter 14 and verse 15, we read here, if ye love me, keep my commandments. And as uh, a flow on from loving God, uh, we ought to keep his commandments. And this is another aspect of our relationship with God. As we, as we walk with the Lord and as we, have, as we uh, have a love in our hearts toward him, that should be demonstrated in obedience, in following his word. And uh, this is... Uh, a way, um, this is an area of, of our uh, relationship with him, our personal walk with the Lord that uh, we also develop as we, as we read his word and as we uh, read his commandments. And it 
um, the final aspect of our relationship with him is dependency or trust. Because as we, as we have the privilege of being um, a child of God and we have a privilege of having a friendship with God, we're, we're also uh, we're the one who is completely dependent on him. And we must remember that, uh, that in our relationship with him, it's uh, a relationship of, literally, of, of a child to a father, of, of one who cannot do things, doesn't have things, to one who can do things for them and can give things to them. God, God seeks to, to have us trusting in him, Man uh, was not created to be independent, to be self-sufficient. When, when we try and live that way, we eventually come to an end of, of what we have and, and it all comes to pieces. What we need is to trust in the Lord. What we need is to develop in our relationship with God a faith in the Lord that will look to Him to supply our needs, look to Him to give wisdom, to provide guidance and to comfort, uh, that will look to him to supply our needs. And in all of, uh, in all of this, um, God has given to us his spirit, and his spirit uh, in us, we, we have uh, the opportunity to be guided by the spirit as we rely on, on God for strength, for wisdom, for comfort, the spirit within us comforts us, guides us, uh, gives us wisdom, and and God is able, uh, God is able to uh, to be our help. And so we we look we've looked at um, bringing glory to the Lord. We've looked at our relationship with Him, and these are two uh, elements that. Um, as we noted with bringing glory to the Lord, they will continue on. They will continue on into eternity to come. We will still be glorifying the Lord and we will still have a relationship with Him. Uh, but two, two further um, commands and aspects of God's will for our lives, um, they, they exist while we are here on earth and they are the elements of uh, soul winning and the element of sanctification, becoming like Christ. We'll look first at, at this one. In, if you turn to, um, if you turn to uh, Romans and chapter eight, and and we look at uh, this passage, which speaks about um, speaks about our, uh, God's will for us to be uh, like our Saviour and like, like our God. Romans chapter 8 and verse 29. Romans chapter 8 and verse 29. It reads, uh, For whom he did foreknow, he, did, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. And what what God is teaching us in in this verse, those that God 
foreknew, those that the Lord knew would be saved, God had a plan for them, and that was to be conformed to the image of his Son, to be become like Christ. Um, if we look in 1 John and chapter 3, we see this again, but now coming to uh, the, the culmination of, of our um, Christ-likeness, of our becoming like Christ. John, 1 John chapter 3. 1 John chapter 3, verses 2 and 3. These verses read, Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when, we, when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. And we see that this process of, of becoming more and more like Christ, it continues until we reach heaven. And then the Bible tells us that we shall, uh, uh, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. That is, we will be without sin, without uh, imperfection. The Lord will... Uh, give us a new and, and glorified body. We will not even have the limitations of our physical body. We will not have a simple flesh, simple nature within us. We will be like our Saviour, and that that is that is the um, the end of this process. But right now, God has a, a desire for us to be becoming like Christ, and. Uh, and as, as we read uh, his word and he speaks to us, this is how we become like Christ. Um, in in the, um, the counseling course at, at Bible College, we uh, learn that the goal of counseling is for saints to be matured in Christ, to, to be like Christ, and to be useful in the ministry. That's the goal. And the process of to get to that goal is um, sanctification through the Spirit of God and through the Word of God, and that that is the that is the way that we become like Christ, as well as become useful for the ministry. It's being uh, changed by the Spirit of God as He works through the Word of God, and uh, this aspect, the the word sanctification. Uh, it means to set apart, and um, we are we are going from um, a natural state as as Christians. We were um, we were, had a, a flesh uh, or a, a sinful nature um, beforehand, and once we are saved, we still have that sinful nature, and we begin as spiritual. Babies, we begin uh, as carnal, fleshly Christians, and as we learn to yield to the Spirit, as we allow Him to change us, we become spiritual Christians. We become mature Christians, and that's the that's what sanctification is. It's the process of uh, leaving behind uh, the the past. Um, 
carnality, fleshliness, sin, and being set apart to God, to righteousness, being, um, becoming more like Christ is. And, and part of, of this um, process of sanctification is, is the element of, um, of, of being set apart from sin. And, and when we remember that sin is the thing that separates us, as we mentioned before, sin is what separates the sinner from God. As, as we put off the old man, put off our sinful nature, as we put on the new man as, and we walk in the spirit, in righteousness, in obedience to God's word, we are becoming closer to God. So this aspect of sanctification, it ties in with our relationship with God. As we are becoming more like Christ, as we are living less in sin, more yielding uh, more to the spirit, we are becoming closer to the Lord. And, and so uh, this is... This is tied um, very closely with our relationship with with God, and um, uh, we see then um, this is the third uh, of of the purposes that God has of the um, goals that God has for us as Christians to glorify Him, to uh, have a relationship with Him. And to become like him, and and thirdly, uh, fourthly, sorry, as we uh, look um, at the last one, and it is soul winning, bringing people to God. Um, we we speak of being a witness, um, testifying of Christ, uh, and that that share that's the image of of someone who. Uh, like a witness in court would um, tell about what they what they experienced, what they know. We are telling what we know about the gospel and what we've experienced in Christ. Um, th- that's that is soul winning. Soul winning doesn't um, doesn't rest in how many people are brought to the Lord. God is the one in control of who. Uh, of of actually convicting hearts and drawing them to salvation, but our job is to be the mouthpiece. Our job is to uh, speak the gospel. Um, it, we could we could think of of it as people people write a review about a, a product or about something that they they've had uh, a place that they've stayed or. Or something that they've done, and, and they they share their experience, and they say uh, either, "Oh, it's great, and and you should do this too. You should have this," or they say, "It's it's bad, and don't don't even bother trying." And and we we should be ones. We should be like those who who give a review and say, "This this is what I this is what I have, and and it's great, and you should have it too." We we should be ones to share with people. Of the great gift that God has for us in eternal life, in salvation, and we should be ones to encourage those around us. You should have this too. Um, that is that is soul winning. It is sharing sharing the good news, sharing the message 
of, of that gift of God. Um, in in uh, the book of Ezekiel, Ezekiel, um, God tells him that you're like a watchman. I've set you to be a watchman to warn my people of, of danger. Your job is not to make sure that people are... Um, you know, uh, respond to the message, but you're, you're responsible to tell them the message. You're responsible to warn them of the danger. If they, if they decide to ignore that warning, then their blood will be upon their head. They, they will be responsible for that. But you're the one responsible to tell them, to give them the, the warning. And not only is the gospel a message of 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 hope and gladness, but it's also a warning that judgment is coming and that people are headed for that judgment. They need to make a change. They need to be ready. Um, and, so, and so we come to the, the fourth uh, aspect of, of God's will for us as, as Christians. What we should be focused on is soul winning. We know um, the Great Commission, which is to go ye into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. Um, and and it, doesn't stop, it, it doesn't stop with the apostles. They were, they were instructed to um, teach them all things whatsoever I have commanded you. So that, that command is passed on to us, to go into all the world and to preach the gospel. Uh, and that is, that is one... Of, of these um, main aspects of God's will for us as Christians. So we see then that the, the Christian who is healthy, the Christian who is living completely as God wants him to be, fulfilling all that the Christian life should encompass, is one that is bringing glory to God, one that is uh, having a... Um, a close relationship with the Lord, one that uh, is becoming like Christ, and one that is seeking to win souls, sharing the message of the gospel. This is, these are the main uh, uh, elements of of God's will for us. And as we heard this morning um, about the scriptures, the scriptures and other key important things. They're, they're to be um, important parts in our lives. But the scriptures are given uh, to equip us. They are uh, profitable for doctrine, uh, cor- correction, um, in, uh, instruction, uh, reproof, instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. They're given for a purpose, just like prayer is given to us for the purpose of our growth, for the purpose of, of our relationship with the Lord, and as the church is given, so that we can come together and minister to one another and be built up. These are uh, things that the Lord has given for us so that we can fulfill these, these main uh, aspects of, of the Christian life, glorifying the Lord, uh, walking with the Lord, and becoming like the Lord and seeking to draw people to the Lord. And so, uh, as we finish up this evening, how can we, 
how can we take this and um, and make sure that that this is us? Well, these are areas that certainly we we should give attention to. Don't neglect any of these four. Don't neglect um, these key aspects of God's will for you as a Christian. And also, these are areas in which we can seek to help others and seek to pray for others uh, as as we are. Um, praying for one another. These are, are things that God wants for, for them. These are things that we should pray about for them. Pray that they would glorify God with their lives. Pray that they would be close to the Lord and, and drawing closer, and becoming like Christ and growing in their witness for the Lord. And so you don't need a, a position or a title to be a, a, a proper Christian, to be a, a good Christian don't need to have reached certain milestones or achieved different results for the Lord. These, these are things that God may have, um, may lead you to in his will for you, but these four things that we've looked at this evening are the main things that we should be focused on in our lives. And they are, they are what the Lord looks for in, in seeing if we are completely following what he wants for us. So I encourage you to, to assess your lives and, and see, uh, is your life characterized by these four things and a growth in these areas? Let's pray.